Bossa Fecton, the Bossa Fecton. You know that you bless chess. Tell you a boss in your drip in your Welcome every step. Boss Effect this Podcast. Thing out. This thing out. Podcast that helps you carefully rock in life and business. The show where you learn what it takes to be your own boss. Your one-stop shop for tips, tools, and resources. Your sweet spot for digital online business startup. When you are looking for your next step in life and business, we've got you covered. Where emerging entrepreneurs come to level up their game. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. Today's guest is none other than Rob Garcia. Rob Garcia is a business visibility strategist. He's also a Air Force veteran. He's also an owner of a magazine. He's an eight-time author. He's also a speaker. Rob, welcome to the Boss Effect podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Well, you can probably do the entire show around the different things that, you know, Rob's involved in. We probably could sit here for 30 minutes and go on because, you know, you're so dynamic and you have so many hats that you wear, but we'll give you the opportunity to tell us about those. Those don't know me. uh, I I grew up in a very low income household in Humboldt County. Uh, I was on that. I was on that bad kid path. Uh, I failed at a high school. I failed at two colleges. I had a learning disability. I had trouble just focusing in the classroom. And by 19, I'd, I'd failed at a high school and the colleges. I was sleeping on the floor. I couldn't afford meat. And then by, and I had nothing. I lost my job. Um, just all this stuff happened. And I was really in a bad place. And a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, they all get to these places and they don't think they can, they can dig their way out. Um, so I joined the Air Force. And then uh, in about my early 30s, I started to get the entrepreneur bug where I just realized I don't want to work for anybody. I'm wildly creative. I'm, I'm talented in a couple of areas and I'm just going to run for it. And so today uh, I finished my PhD. I own a magazine and I teach business visibility strategies from home. I haven't had a boss in like five years. Man, that is great. What would you say, man, that, that, that bug that really sparked you to say, you know what, let me give this a try and be my own boss. It was, it was reading a book. I read a couple books actually that kind of aligned with my, my uh, learning style. And one of them was Successful Intelligence um, by Sternberg. And it really talks about the creative mind and how a lot of very successful millionaires might not have been the best students, but they became amazing business owners or started creative businesses because they, they really had trouble in the workplace. They, they weren't good on teams. They didn't like having a boss. They wanted to create their own empires. And so you start to look at these characteristics for a lot of entrepreneurs and the ability to daydream a lot, the ability to be creative, the ability to want to make things. Like you guys made an amazing podcast, right? That is a creative endeavor. I made a magazine uh, from no experience. I just one day just up and said, hey, I'm going to make a magazine. I'm going to jump on Google, teach myself how to do it. And four years later, I've I've interviewed all kinds of amazing people and made thousands of dollars from ad dollars. Um, But it's that creative, that creative spark, that entrepreneurial spirit, you just, you know, when you have it because you don't feel comfortable in the workplace. And it's not that you're a, a bad person or can't get along with people, but it's more like, hey, I just want my independence and do what I need to do to have the life I want. So was your magazine your first, was your first business for you or was it becoming a business visibility strategist? Uh, 
in the very early days, when I was like very early thirties, I started a skateboarding company and that was my first real business where I was actually just selling skateboards from home. Cause I'm a, you know, I've been a skateboarder for like 30 years and not everyone knows that about me, but uh, <laughs> that gave me, that gave me some experience and it wasn't, <clears throat> I wasn't running it. I was running it like a hobby and not like a business. And that's, that's one of the mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they don't do the right, they only do the fun stuff. They only do the interesting stuff, the creative stuff, but they don't look at the back end things like marketing or taxes or, you know, expansion or having a business plan even. Um, so then I, I kind of transitioned and I started about four years ago was when I got very, very serious about it. And I just had, at that point, I had to create my brand identity. So looking at you guys right now, even your background, you have put thought into the logos, the colors, the, the, the fonts and all the stuff that you guys have, which is why your show looks so great, right? Even your outfits, I mean, just everything, right? It's all, it's all, and, and so that's what I had to figure out is, okay, I'm kind of a smart guy. I, I'm good at a couple things, but what's my brand identity? Like, who am I really? What am I going to do? What am I going to sell? Who do I serve? Like, I, I had no idea for any of this stuff. And so the first year was really bad. And so for everybody listening or watching, it's, it's very important that you understand a couple of key components. And the number one thing, I'm going to give you guys a gold bar today. The number one thing that a business owner or an entrepreneur has to figure out is what problem do they solve? And once you figure that out, everything revolves around that. Your marketing, your sales copy, the videos you put out, the eBooks you write, uh, your freebies, everything. What problem do you solve? So that's the start. Once you isolate that, then you figure out your positioning, so why are you the person to solve this? How can you convey this to your audience? You figure out promoting other people to build a network, right? That's how you guys found me is, is you're part of my network. Um, and then you get to the point where you develop multiple streams of income around solving that problem. So for me, the problem I solve is business visibility for those that are working professionals and they don't know how to get more people seeing their stuff. So I come in, and I've already isolated the problem. The problem is that they're not making enough money or they don't have enough visibility because they just don't know how social media works. They don't have good email campaigns, all this stuff. Why am I positioned to do it? Well, I have a bunch of case studies and past clients that I've gotten on TV. I personally have 206 interviews under my belt. I'm 200, uh, I'm sorry, three pages of Google. Um, so that's position. That's why people trust me. past results. And then how do I solve the problem? Well, I look at the business model and I personally figure out, okay, can this person only work in a state like uh, a real estate agent in Tennessee, right? Because media coverage in California is not going to help them if they can only service Tennessee. So I look at their business model. Are there constraints? Then I start looking at, okay, where have they been featured at? Is, are they in an industry that I can promote? I had a guy hire me that was a woodworker, and we got him in like a woodworking magazine. We got him in some stuff that was specifically for woodworkers. And I got him so much business, he actually had to take out a loan to expand his woodworking shop, buy a whole new building. And that's, that's the power of what happens when you get really good business visibility. I got him on CBS and a giant newspaper. So <laughs> once, you, once you figure out that problem, then you base everything around it. 
I love that because my question was going to be, well, what problem does your magazine solve? And you went straight into that. So you answered the question before <laughs> I could ask the question. So I would love to know, how does you being a veteran in the Air Force, thank you for your service, do you see any of those um, traits, skills, or characteristics now showing up in your business? Yeah, a lot of discipline. Um, I'm in a I'm in a joint ops combat unit. And so we, we deal with uh, Korea. I can tell you guys that I'm not, a, I'm not like a, like in special ops or anything, but, um, but I do train. I, I run a lot. I get up early in the morning, a lot of times. Um, and now that I'm a, a senior NCO, I'm a master sergeant. So a seven, uh, sorry, six striper. Um, those leadership ideals that have been, you know, taught to me, I use to carry forward uh, when I'm running my Facebook groups or I'm running my clients or I'm, I'm doing uh, specialized leadership to attract people. So yeah, a lot of those military habits help, help a lot. And what's real crazy is the military is so rigid and structured and entrepreneurship is so loose and creative and free. And you can actually combine it too and have a hybrid like me that is the best of both worlds. You know, for someone who failed out of high school and college twice, you know, um, that's a great transformation. <laughs> that's a great transformation. So when I hear, oh, I went from this to this, like, okay, because when I first retired, it was like I came from all this structure and these highly stressful positions to, oh, I have creative freedom to do whatever the hell I want. And nobody can tell me what to do or how to do it. So when you have a, a large audience or big visibility, how do you equate turning that visibility into currency? Ooh, good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I love, I love uh, smart questions. I get asked all different types. That's a, that's a good one. Um, all right. So now you've got the audience. The next thing you need to do is to make sure you're connecting to them because we hear about these influencers who have million plus audience numbers, but they can't sell anything or they, they paid for their followers or whatever mm -hmm. is the next part. So I have a formula I've always used. It's always worked. It is attract, connect, create value, sell. And if you just follow those four steps, you are golden. Um, so what you, you, okay, so now you ask, you got the audience, how do you connect with people? And honestly, it's just paying attention on social media. Whose kids are sick? Whose birthday is it? Who's going through a tough time? Who's celebrating a business win? It's just these little things. I leave a lot of positive comments on people's, on people's posts on Facebook. Uh, I make sure to wish people happy birthday. And once in a while, if it's somebody that I kind of know, I will write something about them that's very, very personal and recommend them in whatever field they're in. And so these little things help you to eventually connect. And then they'll want to join my Facebook group. They become a part of my world and it just, it works out. And it's why I have a good conversion rate whenever I announce something like I'm doing a workshop on so social media that sells this Friday and automatically I've got sales without any ads or anything. I just prop it in my Facebook group. People know me and good to go. I love that. That is a great, that was a great answer for, since that was a smart question, I said that was a smart answer. Okay. <laughs> that was a smart answer because a lot of people don't realize that social media is simply a conversation, a conversation to show that you actually care. That's basically what social media is. And I'm hearing you say that you actually care. You actually care about showing up. You actually care about service. And I'm not going to say that just because you're a military veteran, because I know that coming up, you came from a very um, 
I don't want to say a bad uh, environment because it wasn't necessarily a bad environment. It was just an environment that was challenging environment, you know, drugs and alcohol, and you had to make some changes in your life. So coming up in that environment, do you think that if someone's listening right now and they're in a situation where they're surrounded by drugs and alcohol and abusive parents or just whatever, how do you transition that? How did you find the intestinal fortitude to make that transition? I did the most extreme of actions. I moved 1500 miles away and I was, I was 19. I was living in my hometown. I'd never known any better. I'd left my town, my County, maybe four times. Um, uh, and, and I just moved 1500 miles away to Phoenix to live with strangers, to go to a college I've never attended. And for people, you know, not everyone has that option. And the, the biggest thing you can do is just try to distance yourself from the negative forces in your life, the negative people, the people that are bad influences, your, you know, if you have, it's real hard, especially with family though. That's a rough one because we're, we're torn with this duality of guilt where people will tell you, well, that's your family. That's your blood. You've got to support them. And no, you don't. <laughs> Could you say that again, please? A little louder for the people in the background. You do not have to have allegiance to family members that are acting a fool. Like if they're always drunk or they're always criticizing you or they're living lives that are really bad, you don't have to be a part of that. And you can, we, we choose who eats at our dinner table, right? We offer those, those, those invitations and we don't have to invite, you know, uncle Rodney who, who can't stop using drugs or, you know, that, that just refuses to fix their life. And, and you don't have to have these people in your life. And that's what I've done. I've just, I've cast away everybody that was super negative or making bad life choices. I've got a cousin in Donovan state prison right now. We grew up together and he's about five years younger than me. He was always messing up as a kid. And now he's in there for conspiracy to commit murder. And I was, his parents gave him everything. I grew up poor in moldy clothes, uh, shopping at the dollar store. And I'm a PhD now. And it just goes to show your life decisions affect the results of, of your life. I love it. I love it. I love it. Tell us more about your magazine and how it's shifting life. I know. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I just get excited. I get excited. This is good stuff. You know, our whole podcast is about the conversations because most of the time when someone see you online and you're successful, they're like, oh, you must have always been successful. No, we didn't. We worked to get here. So I'm just excited to hear your story. It's just amazing. When you say you choose who eats at your dinner table, I about jumped out of my seat. I like that. Okay. 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 I'm gonna be quiet. Sean Seven has a question. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> it, it is a very powerful uh, metaphor. So, so the magazine, and I want to reiterate this for anybody that's considering something, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a media platform, whether it's just launching a business or even making a course, whatever, do it. It's okay to fail. It, it's okay if it's not the greatest thing in the world. My my early covers are embarrassing, and now you see that I've got a pro cover guy. This is what shift looks like. Uh, but it's, it's your projects will evolve. They're going to start off awful and they're going to get better. These are some newer episodes or issues with Steve Sims and Seth Maniscalco, but the, the magazine, I started off with zero experience, but I had passion. And I said to myself, even if this is not the greatest looking project I ever do, I'm following my passion. I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, under the, auspice of if Tim Ferriss made a magazine, what would it look like? And I interview experts and I deconstruct their processes. And I say, okay, you're really, okay. Okay. Delta force member, Dale Comstock. How do you, you know, how do you approach challenges in life? How do you get through 
and become one of the highest trained military professionals on the planet. You know, and so I like finding somebody at a really high level and just saying, okay, how are you approaching this? How are you thinking? What's your habits like? Like, are you manifesting? Are you journaling? Are you, you know, rubbing crystals? What's, what's your secret? We do all of the above. (laughs) And, um, and one thing I learned is that if you ask and you always make it a point to ask, you'll be surprised how many yeses you'll get. I mean, even early stage, I was able to interview Mike Michalowicz, who's like a, a seven-time New York Times bestselling author. He's made numerous uh, seven-figure companies. I got an interview with him like issue three. I got Dale Comstock from Delta Force. I, I got a guy that fought in Mogadishu on SEAL Team 6, a bestselling author. I got all these amazing interviews. Scott Oldford, Steve Sims. I'm name dropping now. Stop me. Uh, but, <laughs> but it happened because I had that confidence in my project regardless. Um, and so for anybody watching who has an idea or has something prepared or they think somebody might judge them, yes, people are going to judge you. And guess what? It means you're visible. It means you made it. So let them judge you. It's okay. Oh my God. So, uh, I love it. I don't know if you had, a, have you had an opportunity to listen to any of the episodes yet? Not yet, but I'm going to. All right. The reason I ask, because every guest that come on our show, we have a game that we like to play. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And it's called 10K in 10 Days. And if you make 10K in 10 days, we're going to give you $10,000. Really? You heard him say it's a game. (laughs) (laughs) So not for real. So I'm going to break the rules down for you. You have 10 days to make 10K. And in those 10 days, you're going to start off with $100. You can't borrow any money from any friends, family, or bank. Nobody knows you, so you're starting from ground zero. But you can use the internet and you can use anything that you, any type of knowledge that you have, like college degrees or any business that you already have. We're going to, we're going to give you a beat of truck to get around in, just around town. It won't even let you get out of town in this beat of truck. If you try to pass the city limits, the truck will literally break down. Okay? <laughs> All right. So now can you explain to our listeners how you want to go about step-by-step getting that 10K in 10 days? Yeah. Unfortunately for you guys, you picked the wrong dude because I teach income streams. So here we go. Uh, first of all, I don't even need the truck at all. Uh, if I have an internet connection, I'm good to go. So this is exactly what I would do. Uh, I would take an immediate poll on my, all my social media. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I would take a poll. I would offer three choices. And I would say, what's the number one thing broken in your business right now? So now I've got, now I've got uh, what they want. I've got demand, right? And they're going to say like low sales or help getting leads, blah, blah, blah. Then I would just create a free course uh, with three different pricing structures. And then uh, in those 10 days, I would absolutely start hosting workshops. I would do Facebook lives. I would do YouTube videos. I would let people know about it, start getting signups. Minimum cost to attend would be about 150 bucks, 200 bucks. And then uh, I'd have a couple of VIP packages, but essentially with something like this, you can upsell several income streams around fixing whatever problem this is. So if you were to ask me, Rob, how do you make 10K? Uh, 4K would come from ticket sales to this, to this course. Um, I would sell one consulting package at $5,000 because there'd be somebody who'd want to work with me for a month just uh, for help on this. And then uh, I would have an ebook on its own for sale. You can make an ebook for free on Canva. A uh, hundred bucks uh, selling it. You can sell 10 pretty easy. So there's a thousand. 
And then I would probably start a membership site solving this problem, like a free Facebook, well, a Facebook group that's free to create and then just start getting people. You can get 10 people to sign up pretty quick. And now, now that's recurring revenue. So that's going to bring in money every single month. So if you ask me specifically how to make $10,000, it's a combination of about four or five different income streams. And then once in a while you get lucky uh, in my network right now, I know like seven millionaires, I could absolutely reach out to them and just put together a package for 10, 15,000 and probably get one sale. So even in one sale, concentrated effort, maybe take a day, uh, I could, I could make that. <laughs> You're right. We, we probably did ask you know the wrong what? person. I think uh, between our very first podcast guest, yeah. so if you go back and listen to some of the episodes, listen to the very first one, and then make sure you listen to what Rob just said. And I want you to do a comparison. Then I want you to go into the podcast community, and I want you to tell us your thoughts on what Rob just shared. Because I know that you're listening, and I know that you wrote that down, because we encourage you to always write that down. And Rob, right now, I'm talking to our listener. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I take the time to talk to them and acknowledge them for being here um, because you literally just dropped some golden nuggets. Yes, you did. However, I do have one monkey wrench that I want to throw into your golden nugget. Sure. No one knows you. Even if, even if nobody knows me, complete stranger, if, you're, if your stuff is really knowledgeable, if you're making crazy videos explaining the problem and in the process of fixing the problem, uh, people will be attracted to you. Even if they haven't built that rapport yet and they aren't completely connected, if you can make very knowledgeable content about how you solve the problem, a little bit of positioning about why you're the person to solve it and then what they're going to get out of this course or this ebook or working one-on-one, -on -one, they will come to you. There will be trust. Um, and how do we do this? I'm going to give you guys the gold bar, the million dollar sentence. Give away what and sell how. And when business owners understand this and entrepreneurs understand this, they can make content for the rest of their lives and understand the difference, the, the fine line between the two. So give away what to do and then sell how, the process, the, the checklist, the, the how-tos, the steps. Robert, how does someone get in, in contact with you? How does someone get in touch with you right now? I know, I know at least two people who are listening right now who are going to want to get in touch with you. How do they do that? Uh, they can actually book a free consult at my main website at yournextlevelofsuccess.com. And right as soon as you go to the website, a little pop-up appears like, hey, book a call, Rob, 15 minutes. I'll be happy to get to know him and talk to him. I'm not going to try and sell him anything. I'll just find out what's going on. And if they want to work with me, that's great. And yournextlevelofsuccess.com will be in the show notes. So you can just click on the show notes. And if not, you can always come by the Boss Effect podcast community because you all know we upload the link to the show so you can come and get it from there as well. So Rob, before we get out of here, what is that one profound statement that you want to be left, left with? Once you leave out the room, you want everybody to remember you by. This is the game changer. This made, this made Lauren Harris $40,000 in two months. Single sentence. Stop price. Oh, <laughs> uh, stop pricing what you can afford, which was an interesting one. Okay. I'm going to need a little explanation on that. It means that we subconsciously, whenever we price something, we create a course or we create an ebook or a consulting package. We subconsciously price at the level at what we could afford versus the value. And once you step out of that bubble and you start pricing and adding some zeros, your net worth goes way up. I like that. That's deep. 
That's profound. That was spoken like a true boss. I'm Bob Garcia, and I am a boss. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an I-E. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.